Chapter One of Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by John Greenman. Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc, Book One, In Domremy, Chapter One, When Wolves Ran Free in Paris. I, the Sieur Louis de Comte, was born in Neufchateau on the sixth of January, fourteen ten. That is to say, exactly two years before Joan of Arc was born in Domremy. My family had fled to those distant regions from the neighborhood of Paris in the first years of the century. In politics, they were Armagnacs, patriots. They were for our own French king, crazy and impotent as he was. The Burgundian party, who were for the English had stripped them, and done it well. They took everything but my father's small nobility, and when he reached Neufchateau, he reached it in poverty and with a broken spirit. But the political atmosphere there was the sort he liked, and that was something. He came to a region of comparative quiet. He left behind him a region peopled with furies, madmen, devils, where slaughter was a daily pastime and no man's life safe for a moment. In Paris, mobs roared through the streets nightly, sacking, burning, killing, unmolested, uninterrupted. The sun rose upon wrecked and smoking buildings, and upon mutilated corpses lying here, there, and yonder about the streets just as they fell, and stripped naked by thieves, the unholy gleaners after the mob. None had the courage to gather these dead for burial. They were left there to rot and create plagues. And plagues they did create. Epidemics swept away the people like flies, and the burials were conducted secretly and by night, for public funerals were not allowed, lest the revelation of the magnitude of the plague's work unman the people and plunge them into despair. Then came, finally, the bitterest winter which had visited France in five hundred years. Famine, pestilence, slaughter, ice, snow. Paris had all these at once. The dead lay in heaps about the streets, and wolves entered the city in daylight and devoured them. Ah, France had fallen low, so low. For more than three-quarters of a century the English fangs had been bedded in her flesh, and so cowed had her armies become by ceaseless rout and defeat, that it was said and accepted that the mere sight of an English army was sufficient to put a French one to flight. When I was five years old, the prodigious disaster of Agincourt fell upon France, and although the English king went home to enjoy his glory, he left the country prostrate and a prey to roving bands of free companions in the service of the Burgundian party, and one of these bands came raiding through Neufchateau one night, and by the light of our burning roof-thatch I saw all that were dear to me in this world, save an elder brother, your ancestor, left behind with the court, butchered while they begged for mercy and heard the butchers laugh at their prayers and mimic their pleadings. I was overlooked and escaped without hurt. When the savages were gone, I crept out and cried the night away watching the burning houses, and I was all alone, except for the company of the dead and the wounded, for the rest had taken flight and hidden themselves. 
i was sent to domremy to the priest whose housekeeper became a loving mother to me the priest in the course of time taught me to read and write and he and i were the only persons in the village who possessed this learning at the time that the house of this good priest guillaume fronte became my home i was six years old we lived close by the village church and the small garden of joan's parents was behind the church as to that family there were jacques d'arc the father his wife isabelle romay three sons jacques ten years old pierre eight and jean seven joan four and her baby sister catherine about a year old i had these children for playmates from the beginning i had some other playmates besides particularly four boys pierre morel etienne rose noel ringesson and edmond aubray whose father was mayor at that time also two girls about joan's age who by and by became her favorites one was named Ometer, the other was called little mangette these girls were common peasant children like joan herself when they grew up both married common laborers their estate was lowly enough you see yet a time came many years after when no passing stranger howsoever great he might be failed to go and pay his reverence to those two humble old women who had been honored in their youth by the friendship of joan of arc these were all good children just of the ordinary peasant type not bright of course you would not expect that but good-hearted and companionable obedient to their parents and the priest and as they grew up they became properly stocked with narrowness and prejudices got at second hand from their elders and adopted without reserve and without examination also which goes without saying their religion was inherited their politics the same john huss and his sort might find fault with the church in domremy it disturbed nobody's faith and when the split came when i was fourteen and we had three popes at once nobody in domremy was worried about how to choose among them the pope of rome was the right one a pope outside of rome was no pope at all every human creature in the village was an armagnac a patriot and if we children hotly hated nothing else in the world we did certainly hate the english and burgundian name and polity in that way End of chapter one volume one